Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Harvest continues to chunk along. Talking with growers, for many it's still a hunt and pick process. Trying to find bean fields that'll cut and test as well as corn that's dry enough. Got some reports coming in that this corn that was goosenecked by that July windstorm is starting to come apart at the base. Scouts, stay on top of your harvest uh, priorities. Double check those gooseneck fields at least once a week in case you have to move them up in the harvest schedule. This week, talking with some guys trying to dry corn in the areas where it got dry on the hillsides and that corn died early. I say it's creating some on-farm drying challenges. Kind of drying like a wet rug. With the dead hillsides at 17% with that rubbery ear and cob and low test weight mixed with other parts of the field where it's 25 percent moisture and good test weight then you mix that all together of course uh, it's telling us anyway that it's taken a lot of heat and a lot of time uh, in the dryer and at the end it's producing a lot of fines that they have to deal with this corn will not store like good quality corn so you want to keep track of where you're putting this stuff so it doesn't go out of condition, catch you by surprise. A couple of guys have said that if you can leave it in the wet holding bin for two days, the moisture sorter homogenizes and it dries a lot easier. I know. Most people don't have the luxury of letting it tie up a wet bin for two days. But the fact that more than one grower has mentioned this tip, I thought I would pass it on. This week's frost will help start bring things together in both corn and beans. And it'll help knock out some of the water hemp in these later planted beans. Yields continue to ping pong all over the place. Beans in the mid 50s to the mid 70s is catching a lot of the reports that are coming in. Corn yields from 180 to 270, sometimes in the same neighborhood. The neighborhood swings this year are a lot wider than we're used to seeing. This may tame down as we get further into the harvest, get these first fields out of the way. The causes for the wide swings are many. August rains are a big one. A few miles could make a difference of one, two inches of rain. This week we saw the same bean planted on the same day, but two miles apart. One field ran 58 bushel, the other field ran 78 bushel. What was the big difference? About two inches of rain in August. One soybean plot that I was taking out this week, running in the upper 60s, low 70s. When I examined the plants, I noticed the top 11 pods had a number of flat spots and tiny beans, meaning the dry August caught them at R5, not aborting the pod, but clipping the beans and the bean size. My bet, if we could have picked up just a couple of inches of rain in August, these would have been 80-plus bushel soybeans. While the shortage of rain in August has caused big swings within the bean yields, it wasn't as big a factor in the corn. Even in areas with good rain in August, we're seeing some big swings in corn. A lot of factors are showing up in corn yields, with the big one being ear count. It's with some growers this past week who were disappointed with the field average of 220. 
when they were hoping for 250. I was in this field late summer and we yield checked it at 220, not 250, mainly because of ear count. We had 32,000 plants, but we only had 24,000 ears. I reminded them of this, wondering what they had, were expecting and where this yield change to come from, from late summer to harvest, or how they expected this yield to go up. They remembered the yield check, and they said, yeah, but your yield checks are usually on the low side, and we were hoping that would be the case this year. The problem is, with a uniform year count, let's say 25, 25, 5 plants, and 24,000 ear count, kernel depth can flex out and give us big numbers. But with 32,000 plants and only 24,000 ears, there won't be a lot of flexing going on because the barren plants are gobbling up all that sunlight. Reviewing with the growers how the spring had went, I think they forgot that it took 35 days for the corn to come up. Throw in some wind damage in that July storm. So even though they got the rain in August, the foundation wasn't there for the 250 bushel crop. When yields are not where you want them, stop the combine and answer the question why. Is it due to lack of ears? Poor kernel set? Poor kernel fill? This will help answer the question about the missing yield or missing your yield expectations. And it's easier to do that now than when we're sitting around the table this winter trying to figure out where that yield went. But take some time and investigate it. I think a lot of you have forgot what the spring of 2020 was like. Many of the fields we visited this spring had yield limitations built in right out of the gate. Guys, we can't take 35 to 40 days to get our corn up and expect to hit our ear count targets 6% less than planted population. Sometimes I think growers look at the market, divide into it, their cost and profit they want, and come up with a yield estimate or expectation. I wish it worked that way, but it doesn't. Big yields come from good weather during the growing season, coupled with having the fundamentals in place to take advantage of it. We're just getting started on the plots. Not a lot to report right now. Uh, we had here at CropTech, we took out some of our early planted beans that were planted April 16th. Well, it did take 25 days for them to get up. The three fives and earlier maturity beans did flower pre solstice We were able to harvest the three fives, two nines, and two fours planted April 16th. The three fives scaled at 84 bushel to the acre. The two nines were 83 bushel to the acre. The two fours were 79 bushel to the acre. We were also able to harvest the two nines and two fours we planted uh, on June 1st in this plot. The two nines went 71 bushel, the two fours went 69 bushel. Making the early planting advantage for the two nines right at 12 bushel and for the two fours right at 10 bushel. Now, we were fortunate to get some rain in August here at the office and the bean yields are showing that. We'll talk about more plots in future podcasts as we get more data collected. Big, big thanks to our plot partners as we start this harvest season. Thanks for all your effort throughout the season, especially this one. Give us a heads up 
uh, on your harvest plans as fall plugs along so we can try to stay on top of that plot harvest. Soil testing crews are out collecting samples. Don't forget to call in those fields as you get them cleaned up. They'll knock them out. Getting a number of new fields coming in, that's good. As you grow, we grow, and we appreciate that. These new fields, though, take a little more time to prep as our GIS team works to get them ready for the testers. If you have any past yield history with these fields, shoot that to us as well. It helps them to build better zones. Then they'll have the maps ready for the testers once you give us the green light to test it. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.